Uh, welcome everybody to episode number 17 of the Hustle Sanctuary. Very special guest in the building today. What's going on? My brother, Anoush Moyen. Hey. 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 Thank you for coming on, my man. Hey, thank you for having me, bro. Um, Anoush, you know, quick, quick, uh, quick background on Anoush. Mm. Went to USC, got his uh, degree in entrepreneurship, came out of the gate killing it, uh, worked for some uh, big management companies, and is now doing his own thing, his own podcast, actually. What's that? Yeah. What's the podcast called? It's called Mama, We Made It. There you go. Look out for that. Yeah, man, and it's then, coming soon. And then day to day. It may be out when this is out. It's coming. You know what I mean? We're going to time it just right, bro. Don't worry Perfectly. about that. Um, and then day to day, he's at 5-4, which is a uh, basically a clothing company that delivers clothes. It's a subscription yes. deal, yes. right? Yeah. And they're just crushing it. You just crossed some crazy number of subscriptions there, right? Tell the listeners how yeah, many it's crazy, man. Like, I mean, they, they What are you guys up to? We're at 75,000 members. That's amazing. Congratulations. So 75,000 people a month get a package from 5-4. Uh, Dee and Andres are incredible, man. They, it's a great idea, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it was it was a great pivot. I mean, they've been up and down, up and down, up and down, but they're they're relentless entrepreneurs, and and now they're they're taking the whole model of the the fashion and the, the retail game by storm. Is there a lot of competition in that lane? Uh, there's a lot of companies popping up. I mean, I think they caught it early enough and have separated themselves to the point where they're not like really competing with with you know the the what's it called. The companies that are out here like trying to personally style you um it's more of like curated package by brands by a brand that you love but legit designers like robert geller's oh yeah the shit yeah we got some shit yeah. coming out it's crazy nice man yeah um okay so let's let's just kick it back for a quick minute so mm. basically um you know you're you're at usc yeah. and and what's the vision what's the vision in your head like as you're like going and getting your your degree and to be honest bro, like, i was like, just like all hustle like, man like it, it well was, even so can we can we talk about like did you have a lemonade stand were you hustling kids and I shit mean, like back in the day i mean when i was like we want to go there when i was like in the fifth grade, yeah, I uh, started a lemonade stand. I knew you had that Diddy story. Yeah, it's bro. wild. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, I was living in in Woodland Hills uh, at a at a condo spot called the Summit, and it's wild because like you'd have cats like Tyrese running through there, like this little girl Journey, this actress lived there. Mm. Um, I used to ball with like Casey and JoJo. They'd pull up. I met uh, Fleetwood Mac for the first time out there and I had no fucking clue who they were. <laughs> I was just like a fat little Persian kid thugging. Um, rolled up, ran up to a limo when I was done playing tennis. And uh, Stevie Nicks actually came out the car now that I like look back on it and thought back on it. But I was like, hey, are you guys famous? Like, who are you guys? And and she was like, you know, you probably wouldn't know us, but your mom will. We're, we're Fleetwood Mac. And that was crazy. Like, DJ Quick lived there, too. It's wild. Wow. Um, but back to the lemonade stand. So, me and one of my boys, you know, I was like, yo, let's make some money. Like, this, we were in, like, a little crevice cul-de-sac uh, of, the, of the condominium complex. And we put signs around the whole, like, the whole property and had our little stand there uh, selling lemonade. And, like, the crazy thing was, like, the first day, like, his little sister was with us. Um... And she was just chilling. And, like, I started realizing, like, people were coming and gravitating towards her. Mm. We were charging, like, a dollar per, per cup. And they'd be giving us, like, fives and tens and, like, just, like, loving on her. So um, I looked at him. At the end of the day, we made, like, 200 bucks selling lemonade. 
You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck am I going to do with that kind of money? Then? But I realized that it was all her. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks the next time we do it. And we did it, and we just kept making hella money. And she'd get 20 bucks every time. Okay. And she'd just be there chilling. Just, just, yeah, we'd have her go up and talk to Just bring people. your vibe, basically. Yeah, just yeah, bring your yeah. vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm saying? Realize the vibe early. Uh, and then, like, same year, uh, we started doing car washes there. And it was just like thugging on car washes, like cars and vans and getting mm. like 15, 20 bucks. Gotta respect that yeah. hustle, man. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, cool. Let's take it to high school. Yeah. Did you have any sort of hustles going on in high school? Like besides like I'm sure like, you know, if you're slaying a weed or what, what, whatever it is. Like, no, you, you know, know yeah. I was selling yeah. rims for a while. <laughs> It's, it's well, I didn't really sell too many because was this when the spree wells were like hitting? Yo, like the, speaking we, of the spree wells, so yeah. one of my neighbors was the dude that like ran West Coast sales for Davin Wheels, and Davin was the spinners that like cash money and all that. Man, Davin was like the 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 platinum spinners. Yeah, um, and like I would like hustle around. Like he'd give me just like the wholesale books and shit for these rims. I had no fucking clue. About this shit, and I wasn't like really a car guy. What do those spinners go for, man? Do you they remember? Were expensive, bro. Were they, they were like, like five G's or set f- more? Four or five grand a pop. Yeah. Wow, wow, it's crazy that people it's would wild. spend that money on, yeah. on spinning rims. I mean, bro, like I moved around a lot as a kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I was born in the Bay Area. Um, I moved to the Valley uh, in the fourth grade. Moved back up to the Bay in the fifth grade. Okay. Moved back down to the Valley in the sixth Damn. grade. Moved out of the Valley to Orange County in the eighth grade. And then back up to L.A. for, for college. I just grew to really like, like people and be, be very strong in my interactions with people because I was always a new kid. You know for sure, I mean? for sure. So I was very uh, observant, you know. I, 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 as wild as I am and as loud as I get and like, as like, you know, in the moment as I am, like I consider myself an introverted extrovert. Come on, really? Yeah. But you get turned, dude. I do get turned, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that my eyes aren't on, 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 on the crowd. Right. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean that I'm not like watching and assessing, you know, those, my surroundings. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. It's, you know, it's just being observant. Like I love like, you know, understanding people and and, like, you know, my path has allowed me to like, let me go there. You know what I mean? Like Mm. from school and, and then college and then also getting thrown in the music game. You know, I felt like that really helped me. It just my my curiosity really helped me, and like it didn't it, it it didn't hurt me that I was a really good student. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents always were on that tip of get good grades, and I don't care what you do. And I was always on that tip of like I'll abuse that to its fullest mm-hmm. because in high school I was the most absent kid my senior year. Of course, like I missed two hundred <laughs> ninety three periods. Are my you kidding? Year. Yeah. But I had a four six and a four eight that year. Bro. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I go to like the casino or like the beach. Like I'd write my own notes out. And like <laughs> it's crazy because like the assistant principal like hit my mom up and was like, you know, your son has all these notes that are like verified absences. You know, uh, are are you are you saying this is true? And she's like, if 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 they're in his name, then yeah. Wow. She's a thug. Like <laughs> she got the report card. You know what I mean? Oh, shout out to the mom. Yeah, man. shout out to mom. She's an ultra thug. <laughs> Literally, I'd wake up in the morning, and like, if I didn't want to go to school, I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to sleep in a little bit. She's like, all right, cool. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. And nowadays, like, you're an adult, right? We're talking about the kid. But nowadays, when you encounter somebody that's, like, closed-minded, I'm curious yeah. to know how do you, you know, react to that now as an adult? 
I mean, it depends on the scenario, right? But if I if I come across somebody that's close-minded, that's just trying to force their opinion down my throat. Either A, do you write them off, or do you try and like have that conversation with them? That's the only question. So the I'll never try and have a convo with them to change their perspective. Okay. I'm not going to change you. I'll put a, a I'll put my perspective in the air, mm-hmm. right? Whether that whether that like hits you in a type of way or not. It, it is what it is, right? But you will I, do that. You won't yeah, write yeah. them. You're not gonna write them off and be like, ah, fuck, you know, just like I'm not even gonna like. No, I'm not gonna write them off immediately. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, if they need to be written off, they'll be written off. <laughs> right, right. Okay. You know what I mean? We'll have a brief conversation before we get there. <laughs> That's keeping it 100. Um, dope, man. All right, so so all right, back to the storyline. Cool. All right, so. So you're you're at USC. You're getting yeah. a degree in entre- entrepreneurship. Yeah. Now, what are you setting your sights on at this at this point? In I time? started a clothing like, line in SC. So our entrepreneurship project, uh, we had to pick like a business to go into. Okay. And like I had lived in this spot called the Medici. Yeah, downtown. Um, that was by the big fire. Yeah. Yeah. And like there was a bunch of fitum kids there, mm-hmm. so I had happened to come across like really fucking ill graphic designers. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but like. I was able to find these kids and like hype them up on an idea of like, bro, this sort of clothing line. It's called Poster Child. Da, 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 da. So I was like, I ended up grouping three of these designers that were independent together and they started a little crew. And like, I'd draw sketches of fucking like stick figures and shit and they'd come out with these ill ass designs um, and did that whole thing uh, as my entrepreneurship projects throughout the Were they incentivized? Wait, now, were they incentivized like at all? Or were you like, were they just into the vision and they, they were, were just basically like they were incentivized by the idea you know what i'm saying so and, they were just interning kind of down it wasn't with really it. interning it was just like bro let's create something together that was so it. when it comes out like we'll set we'll, we'll figure out how to how everybody gets paid i want to be got fair it. got it i didn't know how that went down right you know what I'm saying? nor did i have the funds to just pay them but per. you just sold them on the vision yeah and that's i said tight. look like that's we'll, we'll yeah. come together and we'll figure out something that's really fair okay. for us whether it's like per design or whether it's like nice. y'all want a little cut of this and like have to put more sweat equity into this show um we'll figure that out dope um it just got to the point when i was like graduating where i was like bro like i don't want to do this shit yeah. I interned for 5-4 through there is where, like, my sophomore year. Oh, shit. I, that's where, since I was going to the fashion, I got linked up with Dean Andres. The and owners of 5-4. Yeah, right. I started interning at 5-4. And this four. is when they were only, like, what, like a 10-man company? Yeah, around there. But they were crushing it then. I thought you said they hit hard times, too, though. Wasn't they hit like hard a times. Smooth, well, no, they yeah. hit, but they, like, 5-4 started in 2002. I came on in, like, 2006, and they were, like, hitting, like, crazy stride then. Wow. So I was with them as an intern from 06 to uh, like 09, a little bit of 2010. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then like after. Just to give some depth of perspective, like mm-hmm. like 10 employees then, how many employees now? Now we have like 85. Okay, that's huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were they were kind of thugging it out when I was there. Yeah. And then I graduated. Um and just wanted to like do something different. I, I, I wanted to be more in like entertainment side of thing. When I graduated, I've known Shakib since I was in, since he was like fourteen. Like Shakib is in you and I. 
No, Shakib no. was started Loud Dreams with this kid Joseph. Loud Dreams, the label. Loud Dreams was uh, online magazine. Online magazine. And in like right. 08, covered oh, music only, right? Covered music and fashion and art okay. and creative art right. and tech, yeah. all that like shit. A hype, like a hype beast. Yeah, it was a hype beast before then. And like the crazy shit was that they were getting like fifteen thousand unique hits a month, like Damn. like solidified. You know how so many kids these days like, bro, I'm getting this many fucking clicks, but like they were really getting it because yeah. they, they were so curated. Yeah. Um, with their content. But at that time, I'd realized that the LA hip hop scene was really bubbling. And I said, why don't we use our plat- this platform to go into that, into that circle of musicians where it was K Dot back then and yep. Q wasn't even doing fucking music and it was you and I and Pac Div and the cool kids and Dom fucking Kennedy. Dom Kennedy yeah. and all that shit. Um, so we, we started doing that and really got like thrown into the music game. People just took to it, right? Yeah, people took to it, and like I, I really de- we we developed a really close bond with you and I. Mm. Um, and the moment that I was really like, yo, like, I got no, no, go ahead, go ahead, finish that thought. And you know what's crazy? Like, I'll even take a step back is because when I graduated, I started like managing my boy AJ uh, Sabat. Like, he was just this kid that had such fucking amazing music, and he happened to be cousins with Shakib. Okay. So we were doing loud dreams. They were living together. He was so fucking sensitive with his music to the point where, like, if he heard me come in, like, he'd stop. So, like, I'd get in the habit of fucking walking up the stairs and sitting outside the room, like, lying down on the fucking floor and, like, listening. And one day he came out and almost took my fucking head off. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, bro, like, I'm listening to your shit. This shit's crazy. Like, let's go. What are we doing? Let's fucking go. I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... You know, we we kind of develop. You know, we've known each other, but like it was that that moment. It was like, yo, let's fucking do this. And while doing that, me and the guys from you and I got close. And so that summer of two, 2009 passed, and South by Southwest of 2010, they hit me up. Yo hit me up an hour before. Uh, Texas. Yo is from uh, Jonas. Oh, Jonas from yeah. you and I. Right? So he called yeah. me, and I literally was doing my laundry, and I was putting my clothes in the washer and the dryer. And he called me. And he was like, yo, you want to come out to Texas with us hmm. for a week? And I was like, how long do I got? And he's like, an hour. And I was like, perfect. Put the clothes in the dryer, drove to Nick Breton's crib, which was True Studios, um, and then drove him out to Texas. Amazing. Two days into that, their manager, Chris Lennon, had to go family emergency and like put me in charge of the group. Wow. And that was the year that like they fucking, we did 16 showcases. And yeah, they're they blowing were up, right? Yeah. Thugging yeah. out. Yeah. You know in fact, saying? I think Kendrick opened for them, right? A lot. And, yeah. Right. A lot. Yeah. I mean, bro, like we were with everybody out there. It was yeah. fucking crazy to me. But I was over there with a backpack selling fucking hats out of my backpack, making sure they got everywhere on time. And, you know, when it was re- that really real moment was when we got back from, from Texas, they pulled me in and was like, yo, we want you to be our tour manager. Nice, man. And that's, nice. When, it, that's when it started. And that was it. Yeah. Um, and so here's what I'm noticing, though, which was what I was going to ask you earlier. Um, whether it's the 5-4 thing or like Shakib or like you and I was like taking off, like mm. it seems like you weren't facing a lot of adversity or struggle in some of these transitions. It seems like, did you face like, like, you know, pushing a boulder up a mountain to like get a new idea off the ground? Was there any like sort of like adversity early on or was was everything seems like it was kind of I mean, like fuck yeah there was adversity bro like, there was I, you I make was, it seem like it was just like rolling though but it like, was it because was, like, <laughs> I was just making choices okay all right, so like, like, take shit, us through the I don't have shit fucking money you know okay, what I mean cool. 
So, so like I was just like hustling and like doing odd jobs here and there to just make it to work. To make but, all this happen. Yeah, but I, but I was at that point of like, I was like, okay, I got an SC degree in marketing and entrepreneurship. Like yeah. I'll be good. Like let me give myself a year to like figure this shit out. Right. Because I knew I had to be there. You know what I mean? So we were like up in the creative sphere. I was like doing this, that, the other. Like my adversity in those times and throughout this like music shit was like money. It was just the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. I was always able to like figure this out or figure that out and get get yeah. this here and get that there. Because it's crazy because like my mom when I was 18 was like, yo, like, you know, like I come from a well-off family, bro. Yeah. But like when I was 18, my mom's on that tip of like, you're a bird, you flew from the nest. Like, I'm here for you as a mother, mm. but I'll never support you financially because wow. it'd kill your potential. Wow. So, like, I didn't have that to fall back on. So, I was, like, hustling here and get this job there, get wow. this job, do this, do that. But we started talking with you and I. Like, you know, I was getting paid a little bit, just enough to survive. Mm. I was taking money to survive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because your projects weren't making money at the time, right? They weren't yeah, making yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. I was just, like, in a position where, like, I had money saved. and Yeah. And like I was able to run just that through. Just enough to get by. Yeah, yeah, I did stocks when I was younger and shit. Like I had, I had, a, like I ran through my money. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Because like when I came out of SC, I wasn't, I wasn't struggling with loans and shit. Because I got an academic scholarship there. I had, you skipped I, all that school, man. That's I had, amazing. I, I had 10k in amazing. loans coming out of SC. That's amazing. You know what I mean? So like for me, it was like, okay, I got this much money built up. I'll pay my loans off, um, and like survive for a year. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, the you and I stuff was getting really real, and then you know they broke up, and that's where the adversity really started. Because when you and I broke up, I was kind of like in this world of like shit. Like I want to do music, um, but like what the fuck do I do? Like these fuckers broke up, and like I'm trying to get them back together, and I'm trying to figure all this shit out. Meanwhile, you got no you got no new projects right now, no, right? Okay. And no. what happened with Shakib? The other did, did that sort of. Uh, I mean, that kind of like kind of ended. They kind of ended because everybody everybody went their separate ways and got their jobs. You got know it. what I'm saying? Got it. All right. Shakib so, went to CAA and yeah. is stuck in there still, like yeah. a boss. Nice. Um, and he's like DJing and doing some really dope shit with that under the moniker Lady. Um, oh shit, that's Jonas's boy. Yeah. I met him, dude. Bro, these are my family. Are you G. fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I get that dude a ride from downtown yeah, uh, here. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. Um, um so yeah, like they broke up. But like my thing was is bro, like understand this. Like for me getting into the music game, it wasn't because of my love of music. Like let's let's Did let's, you want to just make money? No, it was my love of the people, bro. Oh, I was really shit. good just, at just with, the energy. With, I mean, energy, yeah, like, but Live like, energy. it's not gonna be like on some crystallized fucking rocks from burning. No, 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 you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah energy, vibe, yeah, for yeah, sure. Because yeah, 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 yeah. like, I work hard, and like, I'm a like when I was with you and I, what I, what I realized was like, and this was like way more subconsciously is like, yeah, I can get down, I can party, I could be cool, but like, when I'm working, like I'm working, you know what I'm saying, like. My, I'm a soldier on the front line. When, mm. when I'm like road managing and going on the road with artists, like there's got to be somebody that is is manning this shit. And by the way, getting artists, man, getting artists in line is that's tough, man. It's I tough, mean, but yeah. when when you're somebody that like, the artist looks at and they're like, this motherfucker will die for us. Like if yeah. I look at you, like I've done with Yo, like little story. <laughs> when we're when we're on our on our tour, Reflection Eternal with Talib Kweli and High Tech. Um, we came and did a, run, a show in Santa Barbara, stayed at my boy's crib, um, and we stopped there 
they were partying, and Y.O. wanted to like run off with these chickies, and as as he usually did, you know. And like I was a vigilante on the road. I was like, dog, y'all may have girlfriends or may not at this time. You know what I'm saying? Not gonna put anybody out, but you're not gonna get an STD on this trip, or you're gonna get a chicky pregnant. So I'm gonna have condoms in my back pocket. I'm gonna have the mags with me, and they're gonna be called CDs. Noosh, you got the CDs? Yes, I do. You feel me? That's so tight. And, you know, if y'all run off, like, and if I set a time that y'all yeah, need to be yeah. back, y'all need to be back. You feel me? And would they stick to that time? Hell yeah. But they would. Okay, Hell yeah. And, 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 like, they stuck to that because I'd hound on them. Yeah. You know? Uh, the thing is, as, as wild as Y.O. was for everybody, him and I were the closest. Wow. And, like, whatever, whatever like, was said went. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, he knew that my only objective out there on the road with them was to make sure that they were good. Wow. You know, like Y.O. Ran, like went off and he was like, bro, my phone's dying, all this shit. I was like, gee, I need you here mm. by 9.30. I need you here by 9.30. I need you here by 9.30. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I need you here by 9.30, family. Like, understand that. It is like, I got you. And we went to bed, woke up. It's like 9.30. We're out there ready. Thursday's like, yo, where the fuck's he at? Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> 9.35 comes around. We're like, yo, his phone's off. I know all this. I'm not freaking out. Um, 9.37 rolls along. This dude's like in a fucking drop-top convertible with three chickies in the car, like just rolling to us. Like, what's good, yo? Ah. <laughs> That's incredible. You know, he was there. But yeah, man, like the biggest adversity for me um, after that you and I time was just like figuring out what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah. You know, and I was like, it was, it was one of those things where I was just like popping around, hopping around. Like, I mean, that's just keeping it real though, yeah. right? Because I, I, I talked to Jonas about this, man. There was yeah. a couple years for him where he's like, yo, what's not like, you know, yeah, it wasn't, that's a real moment. Yeah, it's crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. I wasn't making good money. Yeah. My parents were like tripping out on me just because they're like, yo, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like how you're are you sitting on an SC degree, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, why aren't you understanding your worth? Like, why are you trying to do this music shit when you're so fucking smart? Like, go make money. Like, what are you doing? And like, I just had this like selfishness, you know, for like in in my pursuit. How of, like, how old are you at this point? At that point, I was like 23. Okay. 24. Okay. You know, up until like in a, in a stayed that way until like I was like 26. So you put in a couple years where you were like figuring yeah. shit out yeah. and like yeah. a lot of money wasn't coming at that no. time, right? Yeah. No, I was yeah. just doing like yeah. this job here, that job there, like some yeah. bullshit. Wow. Like that was super beneath like the thought of me, right? Right, right, but, right. Like, I was just like, fuck it. Like, let's go. Like, this is going to fucking happen. <laughs> we're going to fucking do this, you know? It's funny, man. When we, fr- I feel like when we- I'm a big believer when we freeze up, like it just like stifles shit from coming our way yeah if that makes sense like yeah. if you just keep it moving even if it's not the direction that like you know what i mean that you're going to be going in forever just keeping it moving keeps the energy flowing yeah shit. i mean bro like my ability to connect with people is like taking me where 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 i really am because like you know i went from from that to like new kingdom these are producers for those that don't know some dope producers right so so, so noah's the, the 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 singer and then oren's the producer of in, new kingdom in at new the time, kingdom like, right asher roth's asleep in the bread out dropped and he did like nine cuts on that right um, and i was just a big fan and i kind of came on through their manager nick but like really gravitated towards the band and the band at that time was going through a lot of shit 
like internally. Does that have the sort of, you know, you said 16 showcases and all that shit was popping for you and I? It wasn't Didn't popping it, like New that. New Kingdom was not popping no, like that. because they, okay. were, they were on the verge of breaking up. Like, they were all, like, <laughs> a little bit older. Yeah. Um, like, some members just weren't, like, putting it, they're all in. Was it internal I mean? politics or what? Just it wasn't like, really internal yeah. politics. It was just, like, people weren't on the same page. Yeah. You know, like, Oren and Joe and them, like, were really thugging to, to get it popping. Um, they were, and they were all like older, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this music shit, if you're really gonna do it, you're either gonna like bite the bullet and fucking say, fuck it, I'll die trying to make it. Yeah. Or you don't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Cause I like, find the most successful people are the ones that are all in. Like, basically, yeah. that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be. You have to be fucking crazy and out of your mind to think that you could even make it. 1000%. You know what I'm saying? And like, knock on wood, hope to God that you have the right like motive. Yeah. Because you get fucking eaten alive. When, when you say the right motive, tell us about that. What Just do you mean the, the right, right want, man. Like, like <laughs> nobody wants to be famous, dog. Nobody really wants that shit. Like, I if feel you, like they, they all want that shit. They all what want that shit. Yeah. If, if you know what that I, is, you don't want that. Oh, once you taste it, then you're no, like, oh, this shit's No, if you know what up. fame is, you don't want that. Fame is a lack of freedom. Fame is... is and by the way, fame <coughs> is fleeting, is, too, is, man. Yeah, it's you no know privacy. I mean? yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, People want the spoils of what fame brings. Right. But they don't want the fame. Just like people want to fucking be on, but they don't want to work for it. So it's like that... You want to put those in, in terms of like seeing things a type of way? Yeah. People... People that say like, oh yeah, you know, I want to be a successful musician, da da da, da all this shit. Like the ones that really make it are working their fucking ass off, and they get lucky. They because get lucky. let's not talk about the, the 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 hundreds of cats that are out here. Like you're seeing them everywhere, but they have fucking two cents in their bank account because right. they signed a fuck production agreement early on, or signed with a manager and they're look still at, paying it. Look perpetuity. at Kesha. Look at Kesha. Yeah, yeah all yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, all this you know shit. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. these. All these types of people, it's a wild game, but like if you're really trying to do it and you really have the belief and, and remain relentless at it, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but for every Kendrick, man, there's still like a thousand dope rappers that, you know what I mean? It just didn't happen. I feel like, you. right? It's true. I feel you. It's a crazy game, bro. It's a crazy game, bro. Nothing's yeah. guaranteed. You no, know nothing's saying? guaranteed. But I feel like you gotta at least <coughs> you gotta at least go for it. If you have talent like that, like you at least Absolutely. have to go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, all right, so New Kingdom's, like, starting to, like, you know, fall apart, right? Yeah. And and so take us through that. So, so then so, they, they so. were, like, in the midst of, like, breaking up with their manager, and I started working more closely with Oren um, and got really just hip to what he was doing. Um, I love that crazy motherfucker, bro. <laughs> He's a genius. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was doing that. And, like, but the, the biggest thing for me is, like, I just, like, was, like, I reached a point where I was, like, fuck, like, I want to be on the road, dog. Like, I'm not the, the sit in the studio with you A&R type. Like, even though my ear is cool, like, I'm not the sit in the studio with you and, like, help you with your arrangement and fucking, like. But, see, you had that whole mental together. image of, like, you, like, sleeping on the floor listening to the records of. Uh, yeah, but that's because, like, I fucking love. Like, I, lo <laughs> I, I just know stars, bro. Right. And I just the energy of the people like I know who's going to be a star. You know right. what I'm saying? And I and I know what to do to like hustle that. You know what I'm saying? For just, sure. Just being genuine with people along the way has like allowed me to do what I've been able to do. Cuz I wasn't the fucking used car salesman telling them that everybody was hot. Like, "Yo, bro, this dude's yeah, hot. No, this I dude's hate hot. That shit. This dude's hot." No. 
Um, but like with Oren, it was really cool because I saw what he was working on. He was super fr- like frenetic and frantic with his work process, but he's a fucking genius, man. Um, but like I'd be in the studio for fucking eight hours and like doing work and shit and like hitting up different blogs and whatnot. But that shit got kind of tired after a minute, right? Yeah, because like I wasn't the guy for that. But like you we, need to be in the streets. We dude. we had a super ill rapport, but I wasn't the yeah. guy for that. You know. <laughs> And then, like, in that process, I met David Dan um, and, and really started thugging it out with him. I, I, like, hate dance music, but I loved going out on the road with him. Like, he was bringing, like, the EDM and dance scene to L.A., and, like, we were doing runs. So why David? I mean, like, as far as, like, if you're not into the dance music, that's what David was doing, right? He's just a star, and bro. So, so you, were, you were helping him with his day-to-day, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you and, we'd, and we'd have talks he'd be like bro like you're so fucking smart and like so good at what you do like why don't you go to uh, uh, an agency or like a label or this did and you that consider and the other. that man yeah, I did but like at the same time like it was wild because like I just had like I don't know in, in, in my own like in my own mind it, it was a little like convoluted at that point you know what I'm saying and I didn't I didn't want to like I didn't want to do that. Like, I, I guess that was like just the beginning of me kind of trying to figure out like if music was still my shit or not. But like, not wanting to blatantly say it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you want to blatantly say it? I don't know. I was just I was insecure at that point. I was very vulnerable at that. I point. mean, who were you thinking that you were gonna like let down? Like your parents or like your no, friends just, just or the like artists what? that I was working with. You. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And and it's funny because like it all starts with us keeping it one hundred with ourselves yeah, though. So yeah, that's real shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that is that is like that's known, right? This is this is my thing with that is that like and I started really keeping it one hundred. I, re- I started really keeping it one hundred when I hit rock bottom, and I was like, fuck it, I don't care about anybody but myself. After you were not, or no, no ap- after this is, you David did- and Azad and all that. Right, right, right. Okay, so. <coughs> We can recap Bro, that, I was so. the cat connecting everybody to everybody, right? Yeah. And I was the cat that when I went on the road, shit was flawless. Mm. Shit was really fucking tight. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I had a great relationship with everybody. I was really good at what I did, and I had a very personable personality. That didn't, that didn't wear on you? Because I've been out on the road with Ben. Hell yeah, fucking wore on me. I was trying to say. There's Hell like, yeah, fucking wore on me. But I was, but you're I was a like, firefighter, bro. You're putting out fires yeah. all day long. I was a glorified babysitter, and I was yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire to the fucking max. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was a thug at that shit, but like at the same time, it was wearing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Which is why like you know, at that point, I was like, well, fuck. You know, after with David, I was like, well, fuck. Like... He always wanted me to work more and more with him, like and like was just like, yo, bro, take over, just take over management, like fuck it. And I was like, bro, like I'm not gonna do that when I don't like this fucking music. Like I'm not gonna like put you in that position just because I want to be on. <laughs> How did he take that? Like you don't fuck with this music? Did that like bother him at all? No, because really? I told him like, because he loved what I did. Like when yeah. I was on the road with him and just doing day to day shit, like yeah. that's where it was just tactical. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then like I was just like, fuck, like I'm not fulfilled here. So I I threw another hail mary. And join Ashley Fox and Azad because I wanted to go back into urban. And Ashley Fox is Ashley like an Fox, OG urban. OG super, like OG worked at Interscope. was like they had an urban back in the day. So you're doing the Ashley Azad thing. Yeah. And um, and then. I was learning a lot from, from Ash and like enjoying my work with Azad. And, and like keeping their team together as well. Because like, you know, it's just you're putting out fires at that point. Like mm-hmm. I was day to day to him. I was executive assisting her, and I was going out on the road with whatever clients. 
was was necessary for me to be on the road with. But like I wasn't again, like it was scraps I was getting. And I was making these scraps work because I was like, You love what you did yeah, still, right? Yeah, but I was losing love for what I did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like because it got to a point where I was like, fuck, like I don't have shit money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here putting quarters together to get Diet Cokes and shit, like, just to feel something. (laughs) It was, like, that deep. But I had to be out everywhere with, like, these cats and, like, introduce cats and everybody's looking at Nushi, like, Nushi, you're always, like, yo, I need help here, I need help here. Even, Even when it was, like, just personal help. Like, that's where I got through really heavy with cats, when it was personal help, but, like, it's not that I was like I personal know, I, help, like let's say like this, just like, like with life shit. The like, grind was wearing on them or whatever. Yeah, life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. yeah. Artists are human beings. That's what a lot of cats forget. forget about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And and their problems are human problems, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had so many of my own, and everybody was coming to me for fucking help. And like, it wasn't that I felt like I was lying to people. It's just that I felt like I was, I just kept talking to myself through other people. You know what I mean? Like I I'm trying you. to like convince myself and like. It all just came. It all just came crashing down. I remember one day, like, it got to the point where I was like going to meetings with different artists, and I'm not gonna say who because we had a couple of meetings with some big, big writers that like. So you're talking uh, about like you, you actually were meeting with big writers. Yeah, you're saying, like that, right? that, okay. that wanted her through Donald Passman. That like Donald yeah, Passman Don was the attorney. Her, yeah, yeah, was was sending her some some potential clients that like he really felt she needed to work with. And we're taking meetings, and I was just like sitting in the meetings. I remember I was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" I was listening to these songwriters speak, and they're like heavy hitters, and I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like literally, in my take head, us through that though. Like, like basically, like man, I've been grinding out here. I got no yeah. money. These are the thoughts, right? Yeah, okay, I've been grinding. Right, yeah. I got no fucking money, and I'm just like, yeah. "Bro, like, what the fuck?" Like, right, dog, you're about to be 27. Like, yeah. I I need to make a pivot, bro. Yeah, like, I need to make a pivot. I'm like waiting on money to come in. It's not coming in. Yeah, um, I need to make a fucking pivot. And like, I just kept thinking that, like, I didn't pull the trigger. Life pulled the trigger for me. Go more but into that. That's what, I will, we, that's what we're here. Like, I was in that. I was in that. Uh, I remember I was like, we're eating um, in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and this this writer was talking and like telling a fucking story and all this shit. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, literally, got to the point where I was like, I don't give a fuck what you're saying right now. I didn't show that. <laughs> know. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I don't give a fuck. What you're saying right now? Why are you nagging? To, like in my head, I was just going off. Like what the fuck? Like where am I? And then like I'm driving home, and and one of our artists is calling me like with some random fucking just fuckery. That you got to take the call. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like what? Like what in the fuck? Oh, so shit. at that point, that the day after that night, I was like, yo, I called Ash, and I was like, yo, like I love you to death. You know, I just can't do this shit anymore. Wow. Like, I gotta leave. Like, uh, like literally, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, I literally was looking in the mirror. I remember that, that night, like, I was looking wow. in the mirror. I was, like, crying in the mirror because I was like, who the fuck are you? That's so heavy, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's like, so heavy. I reached that point where I was, like, That's looking so in this mirror, just, like, looking at myself and, like, just being like, wait, who the fuck are you, dog? Like, what the fuck? So, so wait, all right, time out, time out. So, what kept you... Obviously, this wasn't true for you any longer, yeah. right? So, so what kept you in it? Was it was it I ego? Like was it your responsibility to other people? Yeah, that's right. it. My, okay. my my like false sense of that. You know what I mean? 
But like I was always, I'm always the one that like keeps everything. It together. obviously wasn't money. No, <laughs> I, I get you. No, I'm a lot of people stay in the wrong job for money, right? Yeah. it's just interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. For me, I was yeah. like, you know, I want, I want to see people win, man. It, it, like looking back on it, these are your friends, right? Yeah. I mean, like Azad was a friend. Absolutely, and like, you don't want to let them down. Yeah. No, and that was the biggest yeah. thing. But looking back on it, like <clears throat> I want to change that for the world. I want to change any of that for the world because, like, what we need to understand is like what we've been through. It allows us it makes us, it who, makes we us who we are, right. and that's real. Wow. Like if shit was different, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like if I if I pivoted Even, two years in and then went and did fucking real estate or went and did fucking like the agency route, I wouldn't be yeah. sitting here right now. Nor would I have the podcast right now. Nor would I be doing what I'm doing Even right though the now. shit was hella painful at yeah. times, right? You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean yeah. look, looking back on it, I should have pivoted earlier. But like, fuck it, yeah. right? We're, yeah. here. We're here. And I'm a smart motherfucker, bro. Absolutely. That's why you're on the podcast. Street smart motherfucker. <laughs> but like, so I got, I literally just let, left. You know what's let, dope about you, though? Uh, you got, you got the street smarts and the book smarts, man. Yeah, man. Right? Not a lot of people have the both. How does the Ashley call go? Did she try and get you to stay? She knew, bro. She knew. So she was basically like, yeah, I kind of felt like this was coming. No, she's like, like, you're so talented. Like, I know what you're going through right now. Yeah. Because look, in management, you eat what you kill, bro. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, she's incredible, but she was also going through a a scenario where one of her biggest clients was stuck in like legal, legal. Mm. Like a legal scenario from a previous manager. I don't know how much I could divulge, but like you say, any she, artist. She yeah. was just she was caught up. That artist's whole yeah. scenario was caught up by a lawsuit from a scorned ex party. I got you. So her shit was fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> from the standpoint of being able to like give me like real money. Yep. Yep. And yep. but I went in there willingly with that. Like no fuck it, we're gonna fucking pull through this. We're gonna blow us out the fuck up. Like that mentality. We're gonna get this shit and it's gonna come. <laughs> But that's the mentality that it takes to break through, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but, so I was like, oh, so fuck. Like, let's fucking go. Right. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Right. All right. I just need enough money to, to, to fucking pay my minimum credit card payments. And <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that. Like, I was stacking debt. I was stacking all this shit. Like, just like, oh, so fuck shit. Yeah. My mom would be calling me like. Looking at you twisted. Just screaming, <laughs> crying. Like, I knew I was breaking her heart. Wow. She called me. She'd be like, "I just want to see you. I'm in. I'm in town. I'm in front of your apartment." And I'd lie to her. I'd be like, "I'm. I'm fucking in San Diego," because wow. like I just didn't want to see her like that. You know what I mean? That's and heavy, she was bro. Dying then, bro. Like, and I knew it, but like, you know. All right. So no. So all right. So take us either. So all right. So after so the I, Ashley call, yeah. you split. Yes. Yeah, so and, and where do you go? New, because I'd been hinting at it, but like, she was like, "Just stay through this with me. Just stay through this with me. Just stay." And and for me, it just got to a point where I was like, that, with that dinner and like the, the shit that happened after, I was just like. Fuck this. I was like, I gotta go. I just gotta break it off. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. But I gotta I gotta break it off. So then a week later, I got woken up at four in the morning to my car being impounded. <laughs> Cause I missed two You payments. couldn't make the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I figured if it was in a locked yeah. garage, like it it'd be good, but like they broke into the garage and took that shit. Oh shit. And then like it's crazy because I was so good, like I was so good about keeping my credit and like all that. Like I was making minimum payments, never late. And then that little stretch, I was waiting for something big. That <laughs> you was waiting for a check, and just didn't yeah, come, yeah. Didn't come, so missed two payments. In that little time, fucked my credit up. The car got impounded. Like, and then I get a call from my mom the next day, and I'm like, holy fuck! Like, what the fuck? Mm. 
And I pick up, and she's like sobbing on the phone, crying. She's like, where's your car? And I was like, how the fuck do you know? How the fuck do you know? You know what I'm saying? That was, the, like, all this got to this fucking point. Was that rock bottom, bro? Rock that, bottom. That was rock bottom, yeah. Bro, yeah. my car registration was expired for two years. Like, I had tickets up the fucking ass. My credit cards were maxed the fuck out. Yeah. USC grad, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. 28, right? Yeah. Old, old, right? old, yeah. old homies, yeah. money, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? 26, wow. 27. Wow. Yeah. And, like... Bro, this, she is, called this me. is real she, she, shit she, she, right like, now. I love this. She's <laughs> this like fucking great. like, where the fuck is your car? And yeah. like crying and shit. I'm like, wow. I'm like, and then I just told her, I was like, it got impounded. She's like, I know. She's like, I know. What the fuck? She's like, I'm coming and getting you right now. You're moving out, out of there right fucking now. You're moving out of there right now. Fuck that. No, I'm coming to get you. And I was like, no, Your no, no. Your mom's no. kind of gangster, bro. Dumb, bro. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm waiting on a check. I'm waiting on a check. This, that, and that. It's coming. It's on its way. Because I had also done a commercial, like, randomly. So we're talking about, we're back when your mom's mom, just tripping. My mom's tripping yeah, on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm just defeated. But I know. Like, I want to make a change at this point. Mm. And she, I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back. So I hung up. Mm. Five minutes later, I called my mom back and I was like, come get me. It's like, fuck it, wow. come get me. Yeah. Shit. That's a powerful moment. Come get me, yeah. It's powerful. I just decided I wanted to change. What had happened was, is my mom came and got me, and she was like all hyped up, like, you've been doing music for fucking five years. Who's going to hire you? You're wasting your life. Like, your, your degree's going to waste. Like, it's been too long. Like, who's going who's gonna to hire a, a music guy? Da, 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 all That's true. You shit. can't really do shit with your music experience yeah. outside of music, man. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but like, I was like, you know, fuck this. And she was, she was on the tip of like, I, I need a, you need to check in with me every day. I need to see your resume every day. This, that, and the other. I was like, yo, look, damn. Give me, I was like, give me a month. Let me figure it out. If I don't, I'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. Wow. Whatever you want. I didn't give a fuck. Why? Just because I was you like, just wanted to get out of music. No, I was just like, I'm gonna make it happen regardless. But I'm gonna get a check. You just wanted to check. I knew I was never going to leave the music shit, like, permanently, but I wasn't going to slave to get the money there. You wanted to back burner the music shit. Or yeah. you're like, yo, let me just get my check from somewhere else and come back to music? No, Is that what you're thinking? I, I didn't have a comeback plan, but I just said that, like, I want to use my skill set. I'm going to go somewhere. And I had a month, bro, so understand I had a month in my head to where, like, I can get back. Right. And then it was, like, getting, like, three weeks, and I had my mom down my neck at that point. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I called uh, one of my old mentors, J Dub, and I was like, yo, can you give me a meeting with D at 5 4? D is the uh, co founder at 5 4. Okay. I set a meeting with him, went there the fourth week that I had, right? And we sat down, and, and he was like, what's good? And I was like, look, like, I'm going to pivot state, all this, mm. let it all out. And he's like, are you serious about your pivot? Mm. And I was like, fuck yeah, I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And then he was like, well, come fuck with us. Like, we're doing something really crazy. Like, we're doing something really innovative in the clothing space right now. 5-4 Club. Crazy. And he was like, are you serious about this shit? And I was like, let's go. Yeah. I like how he asked uh, you. He had to ask yeah. you like three, four times yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, because like, he's always known me like... He's, as the he's music guy. As, as like willing to struggle <laughs> yeah. for the music shit. Right, right. Exactly. When he's looking at me like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I was like, yeah, that day I had an interview with, with their brand manager, and, and a week later I got an offer. And that was it. And I've been rocking ever since. And that's a year and a half ago. A year and like eight months ago. Shit, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've seen the company grow quite a bit, like yeah, in that but year and eight months, right? 15 employees. Now you're 80 employees yeah, or 85. That's there, amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, man. But what um, I'm most excited about, G, is like yeah. it's come around full circles because, like, so at 5-4, I do like influencer marketing and partnerships. And then I started really like getting heavy into the podcast world and handling our advertisements on the podcast side. Hmm. Um, and then me and Joe got together. So this is how the podcast started. And this is what I'm really excited about. And this is where like the super pivot comes in. It's kind of on some shit of like, it, in my eyes, like it made perfect sense because... For the longest time, I've been told, like, yo, you got a radio voice, or yo, dog, like, do you do voiceovers, all this shit. And I was just like, like, awesome, like, nah, bro. I'll bring it back full circle. Me and Joe were at the crib. It was, like, right after New Year's, and Y.O. was up standing up. Joe my is... Joe Rauschy. That's Joe your Rauch. homie on the podcast, yeah, right? Joe Rauschy's okay, okay. a bass player for New Kingdom. Now got he it. owns a... For the past three years, he's been running and operating a music publishing company that's thugging the fuck out called Drive Music Publishing. Okay. So we were, it was me, Joe, and, and Y.O., and Y.O. was telling us about his DUI and, like, going to fucking jail, like, those stories, right, for three weeks, and the first night was a fight over his milk, and me and Joe had always been really close, and, like, we always have, like, deep life talks, and I'd always have these talks with the artists and, like, the, the ancillary artists around um, and really get, like, in it with, with cats. Um... And we were just having this like five hour conversation about uh, like this whole time. About something specific that yeah, whole five hours? Yeah, yeah like, just like about that whole about, jail experience. Like, with we're Jonas, like, right. Yeah, okay. Did he do this? <laughs> and then Joe hit me up the next day like, yo, like I've been wanting to start a podcast forever. Like, would you mm -hmm. be down to rock with me and start one? And I was like, let's go. And then we came up with the idea for Mama, We Made It. Um, and like, I really, my biggest thing was, is that I really wanted to humanize the journey. Really? Yeah. That's kind of like, that's what we're trying to do it's, here, it's man. Very, it's, yeah. It's very, it's very similar to what, what's going on here. Because people like, don't usually do that, right? No, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, it's funny you said butt naked earlier. Like, that's that's what it is. Like, because I want, I want to have a feel of like, the youth and the culture to be able to like, listen to somebody that they look up to um, and, and really be able to, to, to feel like they've known the person since like the fir first grade, right? To be able to really see the person in their most vulnerable state um, when the curtains close and the lights turn off. Absolutely, man. It's been really cathartic for me and yeah. also for like also for our guests, man. Like it's it's been a really crazy and cool experience, um, and I'm excited to 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 keep doing it and and you know share that with with the community, along with. Bring you know it what I'm in, saying? Man. Bring it in. This sanctuary that we sit in. You there. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because because I believe me, I mean we're we're still that 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 lane is still a small lane. Yeah. I feel like the majority lane is like, let's just focus on like all the accolades yeah. and shit. Like yeah. accolades are dope, but like let's talk about all the in-between shit that yeah. you had to make it through to get to your accolades, Absolutely. bro. Yep. So that's tight. Alright, so I think we're ready for the lightning round. Holla at me. <laughs> Alright, here we go. I feel like you're gonna like you're gonna be the best guest we've had. Don't with, put that with, kind of pressure. On <laughs> <laughs> you say this to the last guy too. Tell us about your biggest blessing in disguise. Biggest blessing in disguise. Yeah. 
having my card uh, impounded. Because that opened the door for that new yeah. channel, right? Yeah. Super dope. Outside of being born to my mom. <laughs> Wait, that was a blessing in disguise? Wait, that's just a sure. blessing, right? That's a blessing as fuck, but it was a disguise because I, I didn't see her. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Tell us, what's the biggest highlight of 2016 for you so far? Biggest highlight of 2016 starting the podcast. There you go. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Hmm. Stay curious, man. Be bold and stay curious. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Tell us about a block that was there for you, a mental block that was there for you five years ago that's no longer there for you today. I was scared of what people, like, as, as, as cool as I was with everybody, I was mm -hmm. scared of what people thought about me. That's gone now. That's gone. I can give a fuck. If you had to put into one word, Anoush, like, what's, what's guiding you? What, what, what really motivates and pushes you in one word? History, it, bro. History? Yeah. What, like, legacy? Yeah. You know what I heard, man? I heard a quote that was pretty dope. It said, huh. legacy over currency. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, we're creating our history on a daily basis. Like, yeah. Like, I'll, it's not only, like, my own history. You know what I'm saying? It's that I want, I want all those around me to, 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 to be vulnerable enough to, like, attack their greatness. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be the asshole to, like, call it out if I feel like it's not being hit. I wish that that somebody was able to call me out earlier, mm. you know, to make me, like, really, like, think. Because, like, bro, like, I was never the kid that was, like, you're never going to be shit. Fuck that. Blah, blah, blah. All that. I was the kid that every, it was, like, he's going to be High good. hopes, big, yeah, yeah, Do yeah, not yeah. worry yeah. about him. Right. He's going to be but good. But you found yourself fucked up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I found myself good again. <laughs> right. You know? I love that. But. But the point on that is. Yeah. Is 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 that we we have to we have to be vulnerable, man. We're gonna close out with this, man. Pick a card and share from the heart, bro. <laughs> what is one of the kindest things someone has ever done for you? It's pretty tight. Yeah. To be honest, man, uh, I take this question and and I say that. My parents always loving me is the kindest thing that, that somebody's ever done for me. That's deep. And not to say that like I was a bad kid and like their love picked me up, but my mom and dad uh, broke up and got back together like 15 times when I was younger. I actually sat them down and divorced them. Like told them they needed to split up and find their happiness when I was like 16. Wow. But the kindest thing that, that they've ever done for me is show me unconditional love. And like, and I really mean that because when, when, when they'd break up and like, or like get into a fight, my dad would have to leave. He'd always sit me down and be like, this isn't because of you, like this is me and your mom, don't let this affect you, this, that, and the other. And like when I'd move to the Valley with my mom, my dad gave up, he was one of the most successful general contractors in the Bay Area. And he just couldn't stand like being away from me. Um, and seeing me once a month and like he moved his whole shit and worked at U-Haul for a year just to be closer to me in LA. Wow. You know what I mean? And like they got back together, broke up, got back together, but like the kindest thing that has ever been done for me was the love of my parents, man. That's amazing, yeah. dude. You know that I've never heard that before where yeah. the where they actually focus with the kid and say, "Yo, this isn't Yeah. It's wild, man. More like, parents need to do yeah, that. They, yeah, they, they sacrifice the shit out of their lives for me, man. That's a blessing, bro. And You're like, blessed. It, it, feel, it feels good to be in a position that I'm in right now, but like, it also feels good to look back and, and think of like 
the purity of a parent's love as being something that that's like, the kind that kindness thing. can be given. Wow. You feel me? That's some deep shit for everybody yeah. out there, man. Yeah. Thank you for ending on a high note, you bro. You ready, bro. All right. Much well, love. Thank you for having me, Thank baby. Thank you for coming by the Hustle Sanctuary. And of course... The Hustle Sanctuary. <laughs> Shout out to the Hustle Sanctuary. <laughs> and of course, we do socials too, man. So tell the people uh, your socials. My socials just my name, bro. Anoush Moin. A-N-O-U-S-H-M-O-I-N. All right, man. All right. Till next episode. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Peace out. Love.